For many, 65 was the magic number for retirement. Today, that's not even full retirement age. So on today's show, we'll highlight why it's hard to retire at 65 and offer some tips to help get you to retirement on your terms. Welcome in to Your Retirement Untangled with Andrew Nida and Mo Param. Welcome to Your Retirement Untangled. This is Andrew Nida sitting here with Moise Param here at Asset Management Group where we talk retirement through the lens of today, which is an incredible way of thinking about retirement because <laughs> the lens has changed, right, Mo? That's right. The lens has changed. People are clearing out their glasses, making sure that they can see and what's ahead of them because what goes behind them has been a challenging, challenging markets. And so, so people are looking forward to any positive news that can take them over the hump. Yeah, or maybe even uh, quality truth that can carry them through, you know, this challenging season that we're in right now. And so, you know, you mentioned a great topic today, and I want to, you know, run through uh, a quick fact here to kind of set the pace of this first segment of this show. According to a recent Gallup poll, 25% of those polled said they would retire at 65 Okay, now this this is true because a lot of people, you know, that we talk to on a daily basis that are working to get to retirement, you know, they have this big age in mind. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, you know, we speak to people every day, Mo, and they're saying, hey, I want to retire at 65. I want to pull the trigger at 66, 67. Yeah, that's like the most common age that I hear all the time is, you know, somewhere between 60, 65. Yeah, and, and there's common questions that they have that are relating to this age, saving enough, taxes, distribution, all this stuff. But you know, in a market of today, that's kind of changed the whole dynamics. And now people are thinking, Lord of mercy, can I even retire? So so let's kind of jump in here uh, to one of the first questions that we get a lot of times from people right now is, hey, I thought I saved enough. Mm-hmm. I did. You know, December uh, of, of 2021, I'm sitting here, Mo, with, with a balance with the intent of retiring at the end of 2022. And now I find myself questioning, have I saved enough? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that when we do our planning for our clients, one of the, one of the main questions to help answer, you know, will you be able to retire comfortably and successfully is getting a sense of what your income needs are right during retirement. And I think some people forget about that context behind, you know, what, when I actually get to that age, 65, 62, 67, whatever the age is, you know, do I have enough income? And so, they've been saving all their lives, right? Putting in 6,000, 7,000, 401ks, matching, I'm sorry, in IRAs, you know, matching 401ks, but never really brought into, uh, bring into context, like really how much should I, should I be saving? Because they're just putting money away. They're accumulating, accumulating over time, but not realizing that at some point you've got to make distributions and you've got to factor in how much income you're going to need. So the question is, you know, have I saved enough? And when you look at the markets today, you know, depending on where you are, where you're looking at, you know, the S and P is down over 20%, Nasdaq's down 30, Dow Jones down almost 20, bond markets down 12. You're seeing, uh, you know, your your portfolio go down at those same levels. You might have thought you saved enough, but now it's just like, wow, what do I do? You know, do I am I am I comfortable enough now, or do I need to delay retirement one more year or two? Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to throw something else out there is you have the group of people that you're referencing who said, hey, I'm doing my thing by just putting money back, continuing to work to get to this so-called life, you know, the golden uh, years of, of retirement. And and now you're talking about distribution. But there's another group of people who 
maybe they did think about income. Maybe they believed in in this whole 4% rule, right. thinking, hey, I know what I need to save and how much I need to have, because if I have a million, I can create $40,000 of income and sustained principal. If I have $2 million, I can create $80,000 of income and sustained principal. You know, we, we also have a, a TV show called Your Retirement Untangled as well. And, and we did an episode uh, called Retirement Mythbusters, where we literally busted uh, this whole 4% rule that people find uh, truth in or they believe in it. Uh, and, and this year, that's probably wrecked a lot of people's dreams too. Right. You know, because now they're seeing their portfolio slide by, you know, 20, 25%. And Lord, you know, we hope that your advisor's doing something about it because they ought to be. That's a fact. Um, but it's it's wrecked their ability or to feel comfortable about their retirement. So, the question of have you saved enough is so much more in depth right. um, than than the question in and of itself. Let's go on though uh, to to taxation. That's right, Andrew. Taxes have it. If you're not accounting for the way taxes are going to impact your retirement plan, then you're not really you don't really have a retirement plan at all. And if you're working with an advisor who's not talking to you about taxes, you might want to uh, give us a call because taxes again. I guess the, one of the biggest, one of the biggest misconceptions I hear all the time is that, well, when I retire, I'm going to be in a lower tax environment, right? I don't have any earned income, so of course I'll be in a lower tax environment. But that might not be the case all the time, right? What happens when you retire is hopefully you your all of your debts are paid off, especially your biggest one, probably your mortgage. So you lose debt deduction. Kids are out the house, you lose debt deduction. You know you can't you can't really deduct your even if you, there's certain things you lose at call deductions. And then all of a sudden, if you have been a great saver, like we talked about just before, then you're taking distributions from where most people save for their retirement accounts, IRAs, 401ks. Guess what? These accounts are tax deferred. You didn't pay any taxes as these accounts were growing and as you were saving. So now when you make these distributions, all of it will be taxable to you unless you've you know, uh, invested in a Roth. So all of a sudden, you may not have any earned income, but those distributions from your accounts cause can cause um, your your tax bracket to go up because you're taking these bigger distributions. And then even at 72, when you have your RMDs, these forced distributions, all of a sudden you have income coming in that you haven't factored the way this the way tax is going to impact, you know, your ability to stay retired over time. And I don't know many people who feel right now that way the way the government's been spending, that tax rates are going to go down and they're only going to go up. Yeah, and when you think about you think about what the government's doing right now in the in the economy in which we're living today, okay, their goal is to slow down spending, um, and and by and result of that, that's going to you know decrease or increase unemployment, decrease jobs, and when you're talking about increasing unemployment, think about how that correlates to the government's revenue. All right. Okay, the government's number one source of revenue is in fact. Uh, earned income, taxation on earned income. That's right. It's also including, you know, FICA tax or retirement taxation. And, and, and to the tune of like, you know, we're talking over 60% of the government's revenue coming in. And so when the government's trying to get a handle on inflation, which we'll probably talk a little bit more about later in the show, when they're trying to get a handle on, on inflation, ultimately what that means is they want to see uh, spending decrease. And as a result, some things have to happen for spending to decrease. And one of those is jobs, which means that's also going to affect or reduce the income at the government level. Okay. Now we talked about, uh, you know, are we in a good tax system today and, and is today a reasonable rate or the rates in which we pay today? Are they reasonable, uh, based off of what we know historically with the government? And you and I both know this, Mo, tax rates 
used to be a lot higher. Yeah, I mean, the highest tax, federal tax rate was over 90%, it's like 92 and 93%. So granted, there were a few amount of people that were actually paying that, but the, the reality is it happened. Yeah. And yeah. and it wasn't it wasn't anything like uh, a skyrocket from like 30 percent that you jumped up to 90. No, there were all these different tax brackets that that incrementally got to 90 percent. So, you know, it, it, right now we're in a favorable historical tax rate environment right now. And so, you know, when you, when you think about saving for retirement, you know, if we understand where we are histor- in relation to historical taxes, then, you know, questions about should you be saving on a tax-free basis now, pay the taxes because you know what the tax rates are and it's not an unknown down the road, or do you, you know, cross your fingers and hope that when you do retire that you will be in a lower tax bracket? I don't know the answer to that question, right? But if, if history, you know, if history repeats itself, then we're yeah. probably going to be in a higher tax environment down the road. Interest rates go up. Could taxes go up? That's right. You know? And I, now I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, in the year that we're in, you know, many people have seen their accounts fall uh, significantly, you know, a variety of indices that are down anywhere from, you know, call it 17, 18%. I mean, my Lord, fixed income is down, you know, 16, 17%, all the way up through the NASDAQ and some of the other indexes that, that are indices that many people look at that are down, you know, close to 30 plus percent. And so clients are, you know, feeling this burden, but, but there is some uh, benefit possibly to executing some tax planning during a season like this. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you, if you think about, well, your portfolios are hemorrhaging a little bit, but if there are tax deferred, then maybe some conversions paying, you know, converting some of these pre-tax dollars into Roths so that when the market does rally, because it always will, right? The market always comes back. We don't know how long or when it's going to happen, but it happens and it will happen then they rally, you'll have tax-free income, sorry, your tax-free assets growing and re- and recouping and, re- and and rallying back on a tax-free basis for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know what? I want to come back to that statement in the next segment. Will the market come back? You know, because I think <laughs> I think that's going to be, imp- that's an important topic to hit on uh, with the way that everybody's thinking right now and their concerns in general, you know. Um, but let's let's try to hit one more topic outside of taxes. And of course, we're talking about, you know, the lens of have you saved enough? Have you considered taxation? And and the other one, and we'll end with this and probably continue on the second segment, would, would be sequence of returns. Mm-hmm. Have you considered the possibilities of retiring in the midst of, of a down market or have you retired in the past year or two and found yourself in a down market? Yeah. I mean, the, I think a lot of people don't think about this. When, when you say sequence of returns, it's basically at what, in what scenario and in what sequence are you, are you are experiencing negative or positive years in the market? So, you know, we've, we've, we've shown different analysis where you have, you know, two sisters, two brothers that are retiring at the same age, but one might, might have retired beginning of call it 2000, where you're just entering the dot-com bubble where you have three negative years in the market and maybe one retiring three years after that. And what sequence of returns is that first brother or sister who had three years of down years in the markets just never had enough time to recover um, from those negative years while they were taking distribution. So sequence of return essentially means at what 
and what sequence are you experiencing negative years in the market? Look, you know, again, this is why we have this this show. It's because there's so much nuance and complex and complexities when it comes to building a retirement plan. So, uh, what we're offering every week is for our t- for top ten callers to give us a call, uh, 800-419-6164, and we're offering a retirement readiness review. This review is going to look at everything we talked about today. Are you saving enough? Where you're saving? Pre-tax, after-tax, sequence of returns, everything, so you can feel confident and secure about your retirement plan. That's only for the top 10 callers, 800-419-6164. And when we come back, we'll highlight seven solid financial moves you can make when you're ready to retire. Welcome back to Your Retirement Untangled. It's Andrew Nida here sitting with Luis Param here at Asset Management Group, a fiduciary financial planning firm, not just working with clients here in the state of Georgia, but literally having the opportunity to work with clients throughout the country. Uh, Also with our subsidiary company called Cloudvestors, uh, we feel it uh, vitally important to bring truth and reality to someone's financial well-being and making certain not only that they can retire, but being a firm that's going to stand by them so that they can stay retired throughout their life. And that is so important. Bringing truth to the financial world in which we live in, which is not a pleasant scenario. Mom. It, it is not. It is not. You know, uh, we've we've had a lot of phone calls this year, a lot of reviews with clients that are just concerned. Right. They're, they're seeing again, like you said, portfolios going down. Uh, they're they're watching the news and and every highlight every every headline is inflation interest rates market going down you know recession all these big terms and big words that are causing you know fear panic um, uh, trepidation you know just just people are just nervous at the end of the day I think they're nervous about you know the planning that they've done in the past and you know how it relates in today's world and also what they can be doing today to shore up their their retirement plan. Yeah, which is which is our goal here on this show is to make sure that you're doing all that you can to make sure that you can uh, stay successfully retired or stay on track to retirement. And, you know, we ended the show uh, or the end of the segment just a a few minutes ago talking about this whole thing, sequence of returns, which is so relative uh, in today's environment. You know, we're sitting here uh, in, in the month of October and we've seen these markets just continually press negative. And, and of course, you guys feel the burden. We understand that we feel the burden. It's our responsibility to make sure we make the right decisions for you, as we have for so many of our clients. But sequence of returns becomes so real, Mo, because the, the, the concern with this uh, statement is really the emphasis of when I retire and where the markets are at the moment in which I retire. Okay. And it's the reality that, you know, we can all face the same uh, returns, but the sequence actually has more burden. You know, we've ran these scenarios many times and and literally give you a quick example. I'll make very, make it very simple. You know, if you take a gentleman who is uh, retiring in year 2000 and let's say he lives to 2022 and you take the S and P returns in order from 2000 to 2022 And then you take the same scenario, but allow that person to live it in reverse. The average returns will be the same, but the sequence is different. One's going in order from 2000 to 2022, and one's going backwards from 2022 down to 2000. And here's the reality of Mo. We have ran these scenarios multiple times. And when you test them like that, we're not talking about a small difference in in value of, of, 
you know, their net worth or, or whatever it may be. We're talking about the ability to completely stay retired or run out of money. Completely run altogether. out of money. together. Yeah. So what we're going through today is, is extremely, extremely important. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you're listening to the show um, and, and you're like, okay, what about the sequence of returns? I'm worried about the markets. I'm worried about my money. I thought I could retire. So I did. And as a result, I am in retirement. Now my money's gone. If you're worried about it, you got to pick up the phone and call right now, 1-800-419-6164. The retirement readiness review that we do for you will actually test, literally test, your ability to survive in a, a variety of different sequences to ensure that what we're going through today will not wreck, literally wreck your retirement life and all that you've put into it. So uh, sequence of returns, though, is a big topic. You want to you want to add anything to that, Mo? Yeah, I mean, uh, the, also the big thing about the sequence of returns is it's one thing when um, you're not taking any distributions out, right? So you, you, you have the same returns you mentioned and you flip them and you inverse them. Well, yeah, if you're not taking any money out, then What's the big deal, right? It means nothing. But when you start taking distributions out, I'll tell you right now, even in today's world, right, there's two things that are happening. One, if the market's going down and you're retired, you still need money. You're, we don't have any clients calling us and saying, hey, Mo, hey, Andrew, uh, I know the market's down 10 percent, 15 percent. But, you know, the, the monthly distribution that you were giving me, I don't need it anymore. No, they're, they're, they still need your income. You still need the income. And the second thing is if inflation continues to go up, well, we need more. Right. Uh, we need more than the income that we were distributing. So sequence of return has a big, big, a big part of your investment strategy, which is why some people in today's world, when you're reti uh, retirees are asking, should I start reducing my risk in my portfolio? Right. And, and that's there's two ways to, to, to look at it. One is, you know, does your plan have enough? Does your plan can, can your plan survive the risk that you're taking right now? Right. And that's something that we can stress test to see if your plan can survive this risk. But another question is, can you personally handle the risk that you're that uh, the volatility that you're seeing in the market? That's a personal question. Right. But the but question is risk. Should I be reducing risk as I'm entering retirement? Yeah, well, you, you hit it. Perfect. Individuals emotional response to risk. Well, they probably are looking back saying, I really didn't understand what that meant. <laughs> they so, haven't really had two to years face ago. It. Right. Yeah. And and that's a hard thing to really gather. It's really a conversation that we're getting into the weeds constantly with our clients right now. Like, listen, uh, obviously, we know as your advisor how much risk you can take as a client uh, as far as how we can quantify it and if your plan can support it. But the question is, is can you emotionally handle it? And sometimes that's not the case. And that's why financial planning is such a joint effort. I want to continue to, to get to some of these moves you mentioned in this segment, moves that we can make to stay retired through markets like this. But one other question I wanted to hit on from the first segment was you you said, will the market will, will the market return? Or actually, you made a statement, the markets always do return. But I know there's many of our listeners out there that are like, come on, guys. I'm tired of the, you know, smoke in the mirrors. I, you know, the truth is, is things are not in a good situation. They feel different. Um, it's a different scenario than what we faced in the Great Recession, uh, in the dot com bust, 2000, 2001, 2002. And, you know, you go back to the Great Depression. Things are different today. So how can you be so sure that the markets are going to come back? So uh, let's let's try. This is off the hip. Let's dive <laughs> into this just a little bit. Um, you know, will the markets come back? Okay. First and foremost, I want to I want to say a point that I would like to make, and that is, if they don't, 
well, you know, we have much bigger issues anyway, right? Does your U.S. dollar have any spending power? You know, can you even shop at a grocery store, right? So we, our economic system is dependent on the success of these markets, and the su- success of these markets are dependent on our, on our economy, uh, which is why they, in many aspects, flow hand in hand with some with some variants in there. Um, but it's important that that these markets do return for us to stay successful here in America and globally. But we do understand your fear. So so what do you do with the volatility right now it, while we're waiting for these markets to come back? Mo, you want to talk about some of the moves that we're making for our clients? Yeah. So, so what we're doing for some of our clients is, you know, those that had uh, a heavy exposure in growth, right? we're, we're saying to ourselves, well, if we're going to see a... Uh, a uh, a retraction in the economy, then growth kind of gets a little bit questionable. So we look at we'll be like at companies that are more undervalued, right? They have strong balance sheets and that have a little bit of a competitive advantage in these markets right now. We feel like that could be a really good place for you to for long term investors to be in for at least a season of life. And also, we're we're, we're raising cash. You know, we're we're raising 20 percent of cash in some clients' portfolios. And you may say, well, why why raise cash right now? Well, two things. Two things. One is, you know, we, again, we're respecting the landscape that's in front of us right now. And, you know, in some ways to be defensive in today's world, cash seems pretty good, right? Yeah. But you mentioned earlier, the bond market's down, what, 12, 13, 14, 15%, somewhere in, in that range. So the bond exposure really hasn't held up to what we wanted, to, what we wanted it to do, but also it presents opportunity, right? I mean, if you are an investor, not a trader, but if an investor, you may see opportunities where, I mean, I saw the other day that Microsoft is at its 50, 52 week low. Microsoft's a great company, right? And you may have wanted to purchase Microsoft, but you said, eh, it's a I little mean, look at how Depot's me. sold off over 30%, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so having cash in your portfolio, especially if you're retired, you're not bringing in any more income, right? Well, here's a way for us to actually take advantage of the market, be patient. We're being patient, so we're doing. It's a, it's a, it's a dual approach, right? One is we're being a little defensive because we're respecting what the, what the volatility is in front of us, but also being true investors, we know that there's opportunities out there that we want to, um, to, to hop on. Yeah, so so you're right. We're making these decisions for our clients because, you know, going to cash is not normal. We've never, you know, we don't really ever make that type of decision. Usually you can you can trust the the history of markets to be able to make the right decision as an investor. You know, you guys are just to kind of give you an idea, as an investor, when we make a decision to do something for our clients, we're we're using what we know historically to be true to justify that decision. You know, we have the expectation that if equities are falling, fixed income were hold up, you know, it's a non-correlated asset class or position. So we will move to fixed income. And as a result, the expectation is that it becomes our buffer. Uh, but in this environment, it hasn't been that way. Right. And so now we're, we're looking for alternative options to create kind of a cushion. And I think you, you said it well, it's not because we're afraid of the markets or afraid of our planning within our clients, uh, you know, their plan and their success to be retired. It's because we want to take advantage of the markets you know, and how do you take advantage of markets for retirees? Okay, when when, when you're fully invested, and that and that's one way of doing it. And so we've you know made a decision to be proactive for our clients to make these decisions. Another move that you can make, Mo, is is consider safe money. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, we've we've talked about the smart safe and smart and smart risk in in our in our podcast, our TV show, uh, in the radio, in our, in, uh, in in episodes in the past. But smart uh, safe money, you know, there's there's areas that are safe where right? there's certain uh, fixed indexed annuities. You may not want to go too producty, but these these annuities offer you the ability to participate in the market but eliminate downside protection. I mean, CD rates kind of look a little attractive in some areas, right? Yeah. Depending on how long or how short, really, you want to hold. Um, some safe money and get, you know, you know, two, three, four percent. Maybe that seems pretty interesting for this environment that we're in right now. Uh, but what we offer here on this show is the Retirement Readiness Review. And that Retirement Readiness Review takes a deep dive. It's a complimentary offer, but it's going to give you the details about what you need to know and what you need to do to get to retirement or if you're there, better to stay retired. All you got to do is be one of the top 10 callers to the number one 800 419-6164. That's 800-419-6164. Stay with us. Mo, what do we got next? So when we come back, we're going to we're gonna look at some mistakes you, might, you may want to avoid so you don't run out of money during retirement. Welcome back. To your retirement untangled is Andrew Nida sitting here with Moiz Param here at Asset Management Group, a firm, fiduciary firm that's got your back, that's bringing the truth and the reality to finance, to retirement, to financial planning, to investing. And listen, there's a lot of uh, smoke out there uh, right now, especially coming to us uh, from a variety of sources, no pun intended. Uh, but we need we need somebody that's got a voice, and so that's our goal and our intent on this show is to make sure that you have the resources and the no, and the knowledge to make the right decision and to stay retired, or for sure to get to this place called retirement. So, uh, you know, we're living in a in a, in a crazy environment this year. Uh, it's been a troubling and challenging year. Uh, hopefully, you guys, for those self managers out there, you're making the right decisions, or maybe this has uh, challenged your way of of managing money. And for those people that have an advisor. You know, you got to make sure that these individuals and these firms are doing something for you, okay, that they're not reacting out of fear, but they're being proactive because they understand exactly what your plan should look like. They know how to execute and they're making the right decisions to prevent your investments from continuing in a downward trend, uh, which is going to be important to the topic that we talk about in this segment. Mo, you mentioned, uh, you know, we're going to come back and we're talking about this whole thing. Hey, people are living longer and as a result, they need more money. But but it's not just living longer as to why they need more money. Uh, this whole new thing in 2022 called inflation has uh, caused people to realize that we need more money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, inflation right now, I think, what is it, 8.3%. I think that's the uh, the number that the, the feds came up with. Yeah, but who can believe that? <laughs> what? Eggs at the grocery store is up, what, uh, 40, 60%? Yeah, yeah. It's not 8.3, you know. Uh, if you're if you're renting, um, you're seeing your rent go up 25 30%, right? The gas uh, gas the prices pump, didn't go up no 8%. The, the, yeah, exactly. So, but that's what they're saying, 8%. And, you know, when you... If you if you ever did a retirement calculator and 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 put in a an inflation factor to it, most people, most advisors, and we fall victim to it too, right? Would put a number like two, two and a half, maybe three percent as far as your inflation number. But with numbers like eight percent, you know that 
that is that is hard. That is a hard pill to swallow because people weren't really expecting that. And to to have a rising inflation with a down market at the same time, right? People weren't really planning on that uh, with their retirement plans. So with people living longer and inflation where it is right now, the question is, you know, have I saved enough? And do I need to, am I distributing enough um, to keep up with inflation? And how is that going to impact my portfolio? I mean, if the, if these numbers continue to be where they are right now, the, you know, it, it takes 12, if inflation is at 12, as at 6%, it'll take 12 years for that same standard of living to double, mm-hmm. for that income need to double, 12 years. Uh, if inflation is at, you know, 2%, it takes 36 years. So th- what that means is if I needed $40,000 today and inflation is at 2%, well, it's not going to reach $80,000 till, you know, 36 years, well, well into my retirement. But at, but at 8%, it could be there in what, 10? Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking, you know, someone's ability to stay retired over, you know, 20, 30 years. Let's say, let's say we we're talking about clients that had the ability to take an early retirement, late fifties, early sixties, right? At that type of inflation number that you're referencing, you know, their income would have to double the amount of distribution would have to, I mean, not double triple right throughout their retirement life. Now here's, what's crazy. Cause I'm thinking about right now, all the things that, that, that challenges people to stay retired. It, it, retirement is not simple. It, it is not simple. There is no more easy button. There's no more pension for the majority of, of the clients that we work with some, but not, not, not as many. And so, you know, they're getting hit with number one, inflation that we're talking about, which means they need greater distribution throughout their retirement life than everybody else did in years past, but their assets are depleting right? because of these terrible markets. And then, and then we're not, you know, we got taxes that could be going up. That's right. Right. That could also affect all their need for income. You know, when I think about this guys, you know, one thing that I want to make very simple, but very true to you is that retirement is a game of cash flow. That's all it, it is. It is all it is. It is a game of income. And, and the reality is, is your your whole financial life is resulted on the foundation of cash flow. I mean, think about, you know, for, for our listeners that are, you know, in their 40s or 50s or 60s that, that are out there right now and actively working. Why do you do it every day? Of course you love it. Uh, hopefully, maybe, but, but, but you do it because you got to have income. You need the income. Yeah. You got to have the income to be able to, to, to live the life you want to live. So, so you do these things for cash flow in retirement mode. What's the only thing that changes the source, the source of income. Where's, where's it coming from? Yeah. And, oh, go ahead. Oh yeah. I'm excited. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> but, but it's true. It's just the source that changes. And so, yes, we can talk stocks, bonds, mutual funds, REITs, futures, options. We can talk annuities. We can talk long-term care insurance. We can talk pensions, social security, all these things. The reality is all of these items are there for one purpose, and that is to consistently create the income that the client needs today, adjusted for inflation for an indefinite amount of time until they pass on so that they can stay retired in the lifestyle that they desire to live. That's the goal. It's a game of cash flow. Yeah, I think I think people just confuse it with assets. Oh, I need to have X amount of dollars in my portfolio, but don't really understand that those assets are generally supposed to be uh, supplementing any type of income dis- the discrepancy that might be left behind with if it's just Social Security being your guaranteed form of income. And if you're lucky enough to have a pension, if there's any income gap, the, your assets are supposed to uh, supplement that. But people aren't really thinking about it that way. They're thinking about this magical number that I need to to, com- to have, but not necessarily thinking about, well, 
how much income can I get from that? How much income can I derive from that? And so that's why there's, you mentioned the sequence of returns, right? Uh, that's why there's this 4% rule of that I feel is so outdated because it just makes you feel like you can press the, you can press, you can be on cruise control, take 4% from your, from your assets and you can live a, a successful life, but not factoring in inflation, not factoring market volatility. Just is, it's just that simple 4% you're good to go. And that's not the case. You know, if market's going down to 20%, your assets are going down 20%, inflation goes up 4%. Taxes go up. 20%. Taxes go up. Is that 4% all you need? No, you probably need more. You're not taking 4% of a million dollars anymore. You're taking, you know, 4% of, uh, you know, 40,000, 4% of four million of a million dollars is $40,000. If your assets, if that million dollar goes down 20%, now you're at $800,000. Well, $40,000 of 800,000 is not 4%. No. And if taxes go up, if taxes go up, you need a little more. You need yeah. inflation, inflation goes up, you need goes more. Up, you need a little bit more. So, yeah, I mean, these these outdated rules of, of withdrawing your money, not considering the fact that we need to have an income plan, right? A retirement plan at the end of the day should be air quoted with an income plan. What's your income plan to stay retired? But I think most people, well, not most people, but many, many individuals have have disregarded or, or basically stayed away from this whole income plan type conversation because income planning also seems to go along with becoming a little bit more conservative with my money. But the markets have been so great and really has give us, given us a uh, false comfort of risk right. to where the, the average investor said, hey, I'm just going to continue to stay in these markets. I don't want to get too conservative. I don't want to pull back the risk because uh, you know, I'm going to miss out on all this opportunity. And, and really those clients that should have been focused on what you're talking about here, how to avoid sequence of returns, how to not be victim of, of inflation and, and increase in taxes, how to have a plan that can navigate the variety of, of uh, economic scenarios that, that can be tossed our way, they've stayed away from it. And what they have found is that they've been exposed to too much risk. Now, for the client, if you're out there and you're saying, hey, you know, Andrew, you're, you're, that's me. That's me. I, I stayed in, in large cap U.S. equities a bit too long. I stayed with the pedal to the metal a little bit too long. What do I do now? Markets are down 20% on average, okay, across the many different indices that we measure. What do I do today? Okay, well, let me tell you something. First and foremost, don't do anything uh, irrational. Uh, the first thing is to have, uh, you know, some rationale with your plan. And I'm assuming if you've been taking too much risk and now you're finding out that you have, you probably don't have a plan. And so you're the one that's got to pick up the phone right now and call 800-419-6164 because that is the starting point of getting a plan in place so that you can be comfortable in how to navigate these markets. Now, right now is a tricky time to make these decisions, but it's important that you do. Mo, having too much risk is detrimental. We've talked about sequence of returns. We're talking about this whole thing, inflation. And inflation is likely not going to get uh, any better anytime soon. Anytime soon. No. I mean, listen, what is the intent of the government? Give it to me in you know, just a minute or so before we wrap up this segment. What, what, what is try, trying to take place right now at the federal, federal level? Well, because inflation is where it is right now, the feds have been raising interest rates with the idea of if we raise interest rates, theoretically, we can make it very expensive make it expensive for companies to borrow, make it expensive for you to borrow, right? If you've noticed that um, the beginning of this year, what a 30-year fix on the mortgage was maybe high threes. Now we're, now we're, the other day, it was over seven. So interest rates have for mortgages have doubled in less than a year. 
So what the feds are doing, they're raising interest rates to a point where they feel like um, it'll bring inflation down by making it too expensive to live. So essentially what they want to do is see people stop spending in one area. Yeah, that's it. To make them stop spending. Um, so to, so make it so expensive you can stop spending. Well, they want to they want to see some disruption in employment, right? Because that's one way to make people stop spending. If you have <laughs> reservations about your job, then you probably will scale it back, get a little skinny on your budget. If you lose, you definitely if will. you lose, lose right? Your job. And then they also want to see your portfolio go down. They want to, they want you to have a little bit of weariness about the markets, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're if you feel like think about it, if you're spending money. You have no worries about your job and you're just seeing your portfolio go up and up. Why are you concerned? Right. 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 It's a funny, it's a funny um, term I've heard. It's a, it's a recession. If your neighbor loses a job, it's a depression. If you lose your job. Oh, right. It's, it's so, so um, it's, it's all about the consumer spending. So basically the government is going to do what it looks like, whatever it takes, even if it means that your portfolio goes down, your housing price your how the 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 valuation of your home goes down they don't care they want to get to a point where they feel like inflation is down to maybe 2 2.5% and, and mm-hmm. they're going to do whatever it takes and raise interest rates I mean raise interest rates to the point where you feel the pain yeah now listen we're not future readers here at asset management group but what we are is mindful about your ability and our clients ability to stay retired through the markets in which we're living through today Uh, Listen, if you don't have a plan, if you're worried about the topics in which we're discussing, it is absolutely vital that you know now exactly what needs to be done with your money. It's uh, 800-419-6164, 800-419-6164. Stay with us for our very last segment as we jump into a few case scenarios uh, that some of the callers have had recently on our show. Welcome back to Your Retirement Untangled. It's Andrew Nida here with Moise Param, our team at Asset Management Group, a fiduciary firm here in Atlanta, working with clients not just in the state of Georgia, but all throughout the country, ensuring that people have a very, very clear picture about their retirement and how all the pieces of their puzzle fit together so that they can be on track for a future retirement that will be successful for them to stay retired, regardless of the economic situations we're in, like we find ourselves today. This last segment, we are going to jump into some case studies, uh, basically some questions that some of our uh, listeners have reached out and asked. And so, Mo, uh, if you want to, I'll let you give me the first one. Yeah, sure, sure. I've got uh, Tom here from Dallas, Georgia. I'm 64, and I'm starting a new job this year. Should I even bother to sign up for the 401k plan, or at this age, should I just save money elsewhere? And if I'm saving it elsewhere, where should I, where should I do it? traditional IRA, Roth, or t- after-tax brokerage account? Yeah, so that's a, that's a good question, Tom. And and listen, let me go ahead and throw some things out there that might help you out. Number one, uh, glad you got a job, assuming you were looking for one and needed one. So that's that's a great thing to, to be in a position for. Um, now, 64 years old, there's going to be several more questions that are a follow-up questions to be able to get the clarity uh, on what the answer needs to be. If you're 64 and and you need to say, let's assume that you need to put more money back for you to actually retire, um, then then the 401k is a definite great option. You know, I would consider the the match uh, contribution that you're going to get from your employer. So you know, get the free money off the table. 
You know, that's something that those 401k plans can do that nobody else can. And that's double your money day out of the gate. Right. right? So, so I think if, if there's a need for saving and, and maybe even if there's not a need for saving, take advantage of that, right. Get the money. But then from, from that point, it really is more of a, a planning question. What is, what's the purpose of saving for you in this season of life in which you're in? Uh, you know, is it that you're working because you want to, not because you have to, and you don't really need the money as far as retirement uh, resources, maybe there's another place that, that we could put it um, or use it with inside your plan. Maybe you don't have a savings or an emergency fund and you needed to establish some liquidity and the 401k really wouldn't support that. So um, I would say that you're a great candidate to, you know, pick up the phone and reach out to our firm, uh, reach out to us and make sure that you get the right answer to that question. Great question. We could definitely help you out. You ready, Mo? I'm ready. All right. So Christy, Christy from Pelham, Alabama says, I'm leaving my current job to start work with a new company in a month. I have a pension with my current company and basically have three options to consider. I could start taking the pension now, assuming she must be a little bit older if she has the ability to take the pension. I could defer it and start taking a higher amount later, or I could roll it over to an IRA. looks like a lump sum option. Yeah, as a lump sum, which option usually makes more sense? Uh, that's a great question. First of all, congratulations on the new job. Uh, you know, it, it depends, right? So the question, it's a planning question, and it really comes down to income, right? Take it the pension now, depending on if your new job, uh, if you're having a decrease in income, could be a good way to supplement the income that you've lost. So that's one reason why you may want to consider it, deferring it to later. Hey, if you don't need the income now, you can defer it, get a higher get a higher income um, amount down the road. And that could really be a good place when you, when you tack, in, tack on Social Security. Now you've got a higher pension. That may be good for you down the road. Uh, the lump sum option is, is pretty attractive, especially in today's market, because the markets are down. Right. So if you had this lump sum pension, you could be able to invest in a way where uh, hopefully you can defer taking the distributions, but you're buying in a market, in a low market, have that IRA increase over time, and then uh, maybe have your set up your own distribution plan. So which one makes the most sense? It really depends on where you are with respects to income and and your need for income in today versus your need for income down the road. So um, definitely uh, it's a great it's a great position to be in, but it takes a little more detail about planning to figure out which one is the best option for you. Yeah, and we we analyze pitch plans, yeah. uh, you know, every week, I would say. So it's not something we definitely can't help out with. So if you just if you can give us that printout that, you know, gives you the different numbers at different age points in the lump sum option, we can definitely work that out for you, Christy. All right. You ready, Andrew? Yeah, let's rock. All right. I've got text from Montgomery. My wife has been retired from the workforce for eight years, and the two of us have approximately 750 in assets and no debt. Great job, Tex. 750. Thousand. Thousand. <laughs> uh, yeah, thousand. <laughs> uh, <said> great job. <laughs> All right. Uh, their combined Social Security benefits today would be more than adequate to sustain their current lifestyle. Is there any point in waiting an additional three years to retire at full retirement age if I can comfortably live off a Social Security benefit now? Wow. Well, first off, what a what a great place to be and a great position to be in. Um, it is a it's a great question to be in a position to ask because it sounds like you have the option. And you know, it goes. I'm going to go back to a you know a personal story here. Um, you know. Many people get the, well, not many, but some people get the option to continue to work or not and retire early. It's true that 
working longer is just going to create more wealth, right? Likely for the individual that can retire early, right? They're going to work longer, which means they're going to spend less of their own money. They're going to take Social Security later, which they'll have more income. They'll have more assets. They'll save more, all that good stuff. But, but really, it sounds like, Tex, your question is going to be more about life. You know, what's the life you want to live? You know, are you, are you ready to, to step away from that career type mentality? You know, I, you know, I sit in the seat of someone who, who lost a father at a, what I would say is a very young age. He passed away at the age of 61 as a result of COVID uh, and passed away while he was working in, in his latter years. Now, I watched a man who, who had the ability to retire chose not to, but he was able to still live life, you know? So he did it both. He connected the dots. Um, he, he worked because he enjoyed it and loved it and was passionate about it. And he still lived. So text, I think this is more of that type of question. You know, does your work prevent your ability to live the life that you and your wife would like to live? And if it does, and you have the option to retire, then maybe it's not all about the money. Okay, maybe it's more about the life that you choose to live. Mm -hmm. uh, we can definitely formulate a plan, put it together, and allow you to see the cost difference if you want to, and kind of test both scenarios, which may be something that helps you out in that scenario. And that's a good place to be with, with the assets that he's been, that him and his wife have saved over time, right? I mean, it's you know, it just gives you the option to to retire on your own terms. You know, there there's so many people that just you know inundated with with trying to get to that number, trying to get to that, to that rat race to get to, to retire, then, you know, it's a beautiful place to be where you can work on your own. Uh, it's on your own terms. Yeah. Right. If you love what you're doing, it's not playing a stress on your family, go ahead and continue working. But if you feel like, you know what, I, I've missed out on, you know, my grandkids football games, I've missed out on so much traveling with my spouse and you know what, <laughs> I, I just want a quality of life right now that I haven't been able to have while I was grinding and working. Then, you know, like you said, it's not all about the money. Right. It's about life. It's about life. Yeah. And, and, you know, speaking of that story, I think we just stay there for a second. The reality is, is, is with what Tex is asking, prove something. Okay. Now we have clients that have a half a million. We have clients that have over 5 million and here Tex is with, with 750,000. He's done a, done a heck of a job saving but only need social security. And it goes back through all the conversations we've had over the three segments of the show. Your, your success in retirement uh, is always dependent on your need for money. Remember, it's a cash flow game. And the game that Tex and his wife has played is one of reduce expenses, keep lifestyle within a reasonable, you know, boundary, if you will, eliminate debt, become debt-free probably, I would assume, knowing that they can live off Social Security alone, and, and, and just live within your means. And, and what they have found is, is Mo, they can start Social Security and live extremely comfortable, and yet they still have these assets, which in my mind is the best way for someone to be able to look at retirement. Because now they look at this asset, and here's what they say. And we see this to be true with clients that are in this, this similar situation. They look at their 750000 and they say, you know what? That money is for whatever we want it to be. What it's not for is eggs, milk. That's, right. that's you know, we, we won't go back to the inflation rates, but <laughs> eggs, milk, a house payment, uh, you know, gas in the car, uh, you know, to be able to live every day, power bill, water bill. It's not that. Uh, that is all managed through our guarantee income source that's provided to us through Social Security. 
and and the money is for whatever we want it to be for. What great job. Great, Great job. job, Tex. So listen, guys, we we want to just throw it out there. We appreciate you taking the time to be on our show every single week while we try to bring real life, real scenarios to your financial well-being through the lens of the environment in which we see today. If you haven't taken the time, uh, we do have a few more spots left for next week. Pick up the phone and call and take advantage of the Retirement Readiness Review. The Retirement Readiness Review is there to detail the impact of your income need on your assets, the risk you're taking, and your ability to stay retired, taxation, and will taxes and inflation erode your ability to stay retired, erode your nest egg altogether. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call 1-800-419-6164, Retirement is not easy, so quit pressing the easy button, pick up the phone and call and make sure you have a plan. Mo and I both appreciate you taking the time. Be with us next week, every week, here at Your Retirement Untangled. Investment advisory services offered through Asset Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Andrew Knight and Moise Peram provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company or enter offered through Asset Management Group. By contacting Asset Management Group, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.